We are getting dog back. Welcome to Son of a Pitch. My dudes invades across the whole world, across the entire planet. I know we got people listening all the way out in China, Australia, you name it. They're ready to get the scoop on some college baseball. And luckily, I'm the man with the plan, Stanford Reed Parks, a.k.a. Mr. Spectacular, a.k.a. Average Dick Stan. And we got a great show for y'all today. Full pack, slam pack, a lot of good stuff to discuss. I got a full preview of the regional in Startville. I have my Omaha picks. I have my Natty National Championship picked. We got to discuss the SEC tourney. And hey, let's hop right into it. Let's hop right into it because it's the best time of the year. It's postseason time. There's no more school. Hey, I'm sitting here looking cool. I'm ripping the jewel. It's time for the dogs to rule. Can I get a hum, babe? Hey, oh, hey, oh, let's get rolling. Let's dive into it. Let me talk about how, excuse me, ripping the jewel. Let me talk about how I thought the SEC tournament went perfectly for the dogs. I thought it went perfectly. I'm not a big fan. I usually, I don't think it's a good thing to win in the SEC tourney. I think it's good to win one game, maybe two, then get out of there. The boys need the rest because it's June time. Because right after the SEC tourney, it's June. And that's exactly what happened. Dogs win the 17-inning marathon, and I was at the whole game from start to finish. And get this, I deserve some type of an award here. I deserve some type of an award for going 17 innings without drinking one beer while watching the dogs. Are you, I mean, that's hard to do. That is hard to do. I mean, I haven't done that in years, and here I am going 17 innings, not one beer, not one sip of alcohol. Game goes till 3 in the morning. And listen to this. Listen to this. So they stopped selling they stopped selling concessions in the sixth inning. So around 10 30, 11 o'clock, no more concessions. Your boy was about to die in Hoover at the Metropolitan. I was sitting there asking players, you know, I was sitting right behind the dugout. I know y'all saw me on TV. I know y'all saw me on TV. Camera loves me. There's no denying that. I mean, when you look this good, the camera's gonna find you. That's just what happens. That's just what happens. But yeah, I was just sitting there, you know, like in the 11th, 12th inning. Hey, uh, Big Dig Mac, I need a cup of water. You think any way you can throw us some water up here? We're dying. <laughs> it didn't happen, but hey, what a game. I think I went to bed around 5.30 a.m. that night. Shout out to my man Noah. He was the man with the plan. He provided some great hospitality for me while I was in Hoover. Uh, I only got to see the LSU. I went to the LSU and the first LSU and then the Vandy game, which was a great game. felt like Omaha against Vandy. It really felt like a national championship was going on. Uh, then I went to a wedding. Went to a wedding. Didn't get lucky, but shout out to my boy Connor and his now beautiful wife, Miss Paloma Goodspeed. Shout out to y'all. Great wedding. Good times. And a lot to happen. A lot to happen. And now let's go to T-Sun here. T-Sun makes it all the way to the championship game and blows a nine-run lead to Vandy. Blows a nine-run lead in the SEC championship once again, I think that's going to come back to bite them. I think they wasted too much energy into this tourney, just like they did last year. As you all remember, last year they won the SEC tourney. And then what happens? That's right. Tennessee Tech rolls into town, and they march out of Oxford onto the Supers. We'll see what's going to happen. I got my regional picks still to come. I got my Supers. I got my Omaha champs. I'm going to give you all who's going to be the regional MVP in Startville this weekend. We got some slump busters that need to happen. Full pack show. We're going to keep diving into it. And that's it. Let's keep it rolling.
Boom, 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 boom. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her rolling. Time for our next segment. We're going to dive deep into our regional. And my first glance at the regionals, I go, wow. Once again, the committee hates Mississippi State. They give us the hardest regional in the whole tournament yet again. And somehow, how in the world... Do we drop to the sixth seed? I'll see projections all year. I didn't see us lower than a five in any of them. And out of nowhere, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech jumps to number three. Then Georgia's at four. I mean, who on the committee is from the state of Georgia? Who is from the Peach State on the committee to just give these two teams all of a sudden the three and four slot? Are you kidding me? Wow. I did not like – and then, once again, the media loves Ole Miss. The media loves Ole Miss once again. How are, they weren't projected to host, and all of a sudden they go far in the SEC tournament and jump to the 12, mm, the 12 spot. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But yes, once again, the Dogs get the hardest regional in the whole tourney. We first got to start. We got our two seed, the Miami Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes. That's the Swag University. It's all about the U. It's all about the U. The Swag University is coming to our place. Team is loaded with young talent, a lot of good players. I mean, they should have been a regional host. They should have been a regional host. And somehow we get them as our two seed. Then we got the Chippewas out of Central Michigan. Yeah, this team just hasn't lost since NAM. They're on an 18-game win streak. They haven't been beaten in years. And that's who we get as our three seed. Are you kidding me? And then our four seed. Our four seed, they give us the Southern University Jaguars. You know what this team's done? Yeah, all they've done is just beaten LSU, our arch nemesis, the team that has our number every year. And that's who we get to play first to open up regional play at noon at Duty Noble on Friday, May 31st. But hey, and on top of that, on top of that, as our force, not only has our force, did our four seed beat LSU earlier in this year, we have to explain to every babe. Oh, yeah, we're, we're playing Southern on Friday. Oh, Southern Miss is in our regional? <laughs> no, it's Southern University, not Southern Miss. I mean, come on. How many of y'all, how many of y'all had to tell babes that we're playing Southern University, not Southern Miss? Raise your hand if you have. Yep, I see all of y'all are raising y'all's hands. I can feel it. It's Southern University, not Southern Miss. But let's hop right into it. Let me break down this Central Michigan squad. They've, I'm telling you, this team's good. They're good. I know it's a hockey town. I know they're basically in Canada, but hey, they got some good players. They have one, two, three, four, five, six players hitting above 300. They got Warren and Giles hitting 356 and 354, and a Lockwood guy hitting 353. These guys can swing it. I know the competition hasn't been there that we've been playing, but they can absolutely swing the ball. They can't haven't lost in forever. They're 46 and 12 on the year. And you know they got a lot. They got a lot of good players. It's going to be a tough time in Starkville this weekend. And there are two aces on the mound. They got it, Mr. P. Leatherman, who's ten and one on the year, with a two point five six ERA. He's got eighty three strikeouts to twenty five walks. Then they have Mr. C. Brown, who's ten and zero on the year, with a two point seven two ERA. He's got seventy eight Ks to thirty walks. So the, they're two starting. They're two studs. They're one two punch on the mound as a combined. 10 and one, 20 and 1 on the mound. I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. That will be tough to beat. They have one guy in double digit home runs this year. That's uh, in Lockwood. 
Mr. O, Mr. Lockwood Powell, whatever his name is, he has 11 dongs on the air, 11 dongs with 74 ribbies. He's probably the one guy we don't want to let beat us this year if we do face him. Lockwood's the guy you don't want to, don't, won't let him beat you. He's going to be, he's the Mangum of our team. You don't let Mangum beat you if you're an opposing team. Lockwood's the guy for the Chippewas out of Central Michigan. All right, now let's move on to the Hurricanes of Miami. Once again, this team is stacked. I still don't know how in the world they got into our regional and how they weren't hosting. How they weren't hosting. But at the plate, they got their lead and average by Mr. J.P. Gates. He's batting 346. He's got four dongs with with 30 RBIs. They also got a Adrian Del Castello. He's batting 329 with 65 RBIs with nine dingers. That's a good guy there. He can swing it. So they got he's got nine dingers. And then they got a Raymond Gill batting 312 with 11 dongs. And then their first baseman over here hitting 286, Alex Torrell. With 22 home runs. That is a lot of home runs. That's a guy that can hurt you with one swing in the bat. That can put you right back in the game with one swing in the bat. So he can absolutely do that. And then they got their three arms that I want to break down for you. They got Brian Van Bell. He's 9-2 with a 3.30 ERA. Slade Sissiani. He's 5-3 with a 4.09 ERA. Then Evan McKendry. 6-2 on the year with a 4.0. 6-9, that's right, 4.69, that's never not funny. <laughs> He's probably the pitcher I don't want to face. That 4.69 ERA looks kind of dangerous to me. Don't want to mess with that guy. But yeah, Miami's going to be a very tough. We also got the Southern University Jaguars. I'm not going to break down their players too much. They're coming out of the, the SWAT conference. I mean, they beat LSU. I mean, we can't take things lightly. They beat LSU. It's going to be a tough game. We have to bring our A game. If we come out thinking, all right, we're going to be playing in the winner's bracket game on Saturday, we're going to lose if that happens. We're going to lose. We have to have our minds ready, and, and I think they will. I think Olamones will have the dogs ready. I'm not worried about that. And it's going to be one wild weekend in Duty Noble. It's going to be fun, and I cannot wait. Let's keep her moving, my dudes and babes. Let's keep her rolling. Next thing I want to talk about for y'all today is the slump buster. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen for Mr. Westberg. He is struggling for dear life at the plate. I mean, that ball's as big as a pebble coming out of the, out of the pitcher's hand to him. He cannot see the ball well. But listen. Listen here. Once that calendar turns to June... It's all it's game over. It doesn't matter what has happened in these previous ABs. This is a whole new season for Mr. Westberg. And as we all know, as we all know, he's a June guy. Every knows Wesley is a June guy. The man who came up who had the first ever rally banana, Mr. Westberg. He's a June guy. The team rallies with him. He's gonna figure out the little rally, the niche to get it going. And word on the street is he might have got laid. That means only one thing. Dingers off the field lead to dingers on the field. Here comes Mr. Westy. Let's go. Humbe, humbabe. And then a slight, a slight slump coming in with Mr. Mangum, our do-it-all, the mayor of Startville. I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be fine. I do think the draft is in the back of his mind right now. I do think the draft's in the back of his mind. My brother, he played a few years back, back in 2011, had a great year, and towards the end of his senior year, he started slumping a little bit, and he won't admit to it, but I think the draft was in the back of his mind. 
he was wondering when and if he was going to get drafted. And after the draft happened, boom, he started hitting the ball just like he was. And I think that's going to happen with Jake. I think he will start getting rolling this weekend, playing at the dude. I think the, you know, he... His energy level is all the way up. He's going to be locked in. So I don't expect anything to happen, but I do think the reason for the little struggle we have right now, or that he has at the plate, not a, not a big one, but a, it's a big one for him, but a minor one, I think he gets out of that funk this weekend. I think Mango is ready to lead the dogs, march them on to the Supers after this weekend. Hey, hey, let's keep her moving. Next thing we're discussing... For y'all today is the rotation for this weekend. What should the rotation be? Do we bring out Ethan Small game one or do we bring in Plumley or do we start JT again? Well, let me tell y'all what we should do. Let me tell you what the dogs need to do for this weekend. Friday afternoon, I bring out JT again. That's right, I'm going with the freshman All-American first team, the SEC Player of the Year. I'm going the SEC Freshman Player of the Year, my apologies, Mr. JT Ginn, and let me tell you why. He's a freshman, and this is a big this is postseason time. You know, it's a lot different than the regular season. I we saw him I didn't watch the game in Hoover against LSU, but he seemed to struggle there. Postseason time, I mean it's a different ball game out there. It's a completely different ball game. I would like to see him pitch against Southern, Southern University this Friday afternoon. Maybe get his confidence back a little bit. Get his swagger going. And if we get a big lead in that game, we can pull him early and bring him back maybe for Sunday. You know, let him do it or Sunday or, you know, if we need to bring him out of a pen for a game, we can do that. And listen, and if he does seem to struggle, if the postseason, the, you know, all the pressure about the postseason or the pressure about the regional, the super, if it does get to him this first start, I mean, I can't imagine a better team to face then Southern. I mean, we'll, we'll be able to score runs off Southern. So if JT does get a struggle a little bit, we'll have the bats to bring it up. So I know a lot of you are saying, let's start Plumley, then go to Ethan, then JT. I'm saying JT, then we bring in Ethan on Saturday, and then Plumley on Sunday. I think that's the smart thing to do. I know nobody agrees with it, but I'm thinking that's the winning play. If I'm Coach Lamonis, I'm bringing out JT on Friday. Let him get his swagger back. Let him start shimming it up all over the place. You know, get his little, uh, his little shimmy shimmy on him. Shakira, Shakira. You know, got to get his swagger going. Then I bring out the SEC Pitcher of the Year, Ethan Small, on Saturday. Shoves it, and he'll shove it against Miami or Central Michigan with a thousand strikeouts he'll probably have. Then I let Plumley wrap things up on Sunday and help us march on to the Supers. March on to the Supers. And, and another thing I want to add here. The dogs are a six seed, my lucky number, the goat number. But the only bad thing is, back in 2016, we were also a six seed, and we lost in the supers to Arizona. I'm not, I'm very superstitious, so having the six seed, I, I think it's a good thing, just because it's my lucky number. But history says it's not our friend, not our friend. Being the six seed's not, hadn't been a good thing for us. But I expect that for it to change. The revenge of six is coming out this weekend. Time for me to shine. Time for all of us to do our thing. We'll be loud and proud. And, you know, we have the possibility of facing no other than Stanford. That's right. We're matched up with the Stanford Regional for a super. If we we play Stanford in a super regional at Duty Noble, I mean, I don't know what to do. 
I honestly think I'll probably get booed out of the dude for for having such a great name like Stanford. I've had people be booing me, oh, Stanford sucks. There'll probably be posters everywhere saying Stanford sucks, Stanford's a loser, Stanford, you're an idiot. And you know what? I might make a poster myself. I'm, I have to make a poster myself. But yes, rotation, I would like to see JT, Small, Plumley. That's what I'm saying we should do. I don't think it'll happen. I think we'll go Plumley, Ethan, JT. But I want JT, Ethan, Plumley. That's right. Time for our next our next topic today. We're going to tell you who's going to be the MVP of the regional this weekend. I got picks from a few friends. I got my pick. And, of course, you already know who I'm going with. The return of Big Dick Mac. He's coming back. He's been hurt. He's back. He's better than ever. And, hey, he shines in the big moments. He shines in the big moments. That's why we call him Big Dick Mac. And he's my pick to win this year's regional MVP. Let me play that clip for y'all one more time. Listen in. After he hits that, I throw up all over uh, Cat Babe. I throw up all over Cat Babe and my man John. I will never forget that moment. I will never forget it. The best, one of my favorite moments in Mississippi State baseball history. I yak on a babe right after Big Dig Mac hits the walk off against Florida State down in Tallahassee. What a moment that was. And that's why he's my pick again to win this year's regional MVP. I'm saying it's going to be old Mr. McNamee taking home that title. I got my boy Wooten. My boy Wooten going with Rowdy. Rowdy! Hum, babe. Wooten going with Rowdy. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. I think he'll be right up there. A-Rab going with the safe pick and going Jake Mangum. He's going Mangum. Just saying he's going to get going. We got my man Volk going with Tanner Allen. Volk and Tubby. Tubby, of course, been on on that Tanner Allen uh, train all year long. He's going with him. And then, of course, we got Storm. Storm's going with Westberg again. He's been all over Westy all year. And he's going with them saying, hey, the slump's got to come to an end eventually. And he's saying this is the weekend. So Storm's going with Westy. Not, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. But it's not Mr. McNamee. Let's play this one more time for y'all. Let's go! All right, my dudes and babes, final segment of the day. Time for me to give y'all my regional picks, my super regionals, my Omaha 8, and eventually my national champion. I'm about to, if you're listening in, get your pencil out. I'm about to give you the 16 winners of this weekend. Let's get rocking and rolling. Let's first start and the Los Angeles Regional, where UCLA, the number one overall seed, they have Nebraska, Omaha, Loyola, Marymount as a three seed, and Baylor as a two. I'm going to say UCLA takes this one. They haven't lost a series all year, and I think they win this one. They're matched up with the 16 seed in 
the Corvallis region with Oregon State. They have Cincinnati, Michigan, and Creighton in theirs. I think Oregon State wins that one. Then we got the Oklahoma City Regional. I got Oklahoma State coming out of here. I don't think I think Harvard, Nebraska, and Connecticut. I don't think they're gonna give them any trouble. And then to the Lubbock Regional. The Lubbock Regional. We have Texas Tech as the one seed. And listen, Texas Tech has made it to Omaha in 2018, 2016, 2014. If you are noticing a trend there, you're right. It's even numbers. And if I, I checked my calendar recently, it's an odd year. So I'm saying the Florida Gators who snuck into the tourney are going to go to Lubbock and march on to the Supers. I think they win that one. And then the Fayetteville Regional, we got Arkansas, uh, the one seed here. They got TCU as a three and California as a two. And then Central Connecticut State as a four. Whoever the heck Central Connecticut State out of Alaska, whoever the heck that team is. I got Arkansas coming out of here. TCU won the last teams to get in the tourney right on the bubble. So they sneak in. I think they'll play well. I think California is a dangerous team to have in, a, in your regional as well, but I like Arkansas. Then we go to the Oxford Regional. T-Sun, the number one overall seed here. They have Jacksonville State as their four. And as my T-Sun friends know, Jacksonville State gives them trouble. They give them trouble. We go back to football a few years back, and Jacksonville State went into Oxford, pulled off that upset. I'm just saying. And then they get a week two seed in Illinois and a week three seed in Clemson. And listen, I think, once again, T-Sun put too much energy and too much time and effort into Hoover and that SEC tourney. I think that comes back to bite them in the butt. Give me Clemson to win this regional. They'll march on to play Arkansas. Then we got in Baton Rouge, huge, big, tough regional here. You got LSU taking on Stony Brook. Stony Brook, as we all know, went down there and beat them in a super a few years back and made it to Omaha. They also have Southern Miss, a dangerous three seed, and Arizona State as a two seed. That team can absolutely smash. And I'm saying Arizona State's going to march out of this one. I'm saying the Sun Devils are going to come out out of Baton Rouge and march onto the Supers. They got a couple guys with 20-something bombs with high threes, high batting average in the 300 somewhere. I'm saying Arizona State marches on. Then we go to Athens where we have Georgia taking on Mercer. Also in that region is Florida State and Florida Atlantic. Florida State's coach is his last time to coach. It's his last Season, he still hasn't won at all. He's made to like 40-something straight regionals. But I got Georgia marching on. I got Georgia marching on to the Supers there. Then we go to the Nashville Regional. I got Vandy coming out of that one. I don't think anybody gives him trouble. And then in Morgantown, we have West Virginia as the one seed. They are first time hosting in a long time. A&M, Texas A&M is the two seed. Duke the three. And Fordham is the four. I think the pitching staff of Texas A&M is too strong. I think it's way too good. So I'm going to say A&M marches on to play Vandy in the Supers. Then we go to the Greenville region. We got East Carolina as the one. NC State as the two. Campbell as the three. And Quinnipiac as the four. Uh, I mean, this this one was a tough one for me. I was going back and forth between ECU and NC State. But I'm giving the advantage to the Wolfpack out of Riley, North Carolina. I got North Carolina State winning that one. Then we go to the Louisville regional. I got Louisville winning this regional. I think they win this one. Then in Starville, y'all know I got the dogs taking on this one. I think we'll I think we're just a far better team and I think we march on. Then to the Stanford Regional, great name, might I add. Great name in Stanford. You got Stanford, they have a tough two seed in UC Santa Barbara. That team's 43 and 90 on the year. Very easily could have been a host team, but they end up as a two seed. 
against Stanford. I got Stanford marching on out here, though. They'll be taking on, they'll be traveling to Starkville next weekend. All right, time for some upset picks here. In the Chapel Hill Regional, we got North Carolina 1, Tennessee 2, Liberty 3, and UNC Wilmington as the 4. Listen, I'm going ballsy here, and I'm saying UNC Wilmington marches out of Chapel Hill as a four seed and wins this regional. That's right, UNC Wilmington. And then the last regional for y'all is the Atlanta Regional. You got Georgia Tech as the one. They're taking on Florida A&M. Auburn's the two, and Coastal Carolina is the three. And listen, I got Coastal Carolina coming out here. So I got a three seed marching out of Atlanta and Coastal. Then I got the four seed in UNC Wilmington. Marching out of Chapel Hill to set up a huge super. All right, that's our. Those are our regional picks. We have UCLA winning the Los Angeles Regional, Oregon State winning Corvallis, Oklahoma State winning Oklahoma City, Florida winning the Lubbock Regional, Arkansas winning theirs, Clemson coming out of Oxford. I got Arizona State coming out of Baton Rouge, Georgia out of Athens, Vandy out of Nashville, A and M coming out of Morgantown, NC State out of Greenville, Louisville out of Louisville. Mississippi State out of Starville, Stanford out of Stanford, UNC Wilmington out of Chapel Hill, and Coastal Carolina out of Atlanta. All right, now time for my Supers picks. I got UCLA beating Oregon State to march on to Omaha. I got Oklahoma State beating Florida. They'll be going in Omaha. I got, listen to this, I got Clemson going to Fayetteville and beating Arkansas. So I'm saying Clemson goes to Omaha as well as a three seed. Then I have Georgia knocking off Arizona State to go to Omaha as well. I got Vandy being a and in a pitcher's duel type of super regional. That game's that regional set super. My apologies. It's going to be great. I got Vandy marching on. They're too good. I got Louisville beating NC State in the super. Mississippi State over Stanford, of course, which is going to be a great series. I can't wait for that. Then I got Coastal Carolina marching on to Omaha. Well, they'll play Mississippi State in the first round. And then for my Omaha picks, I'm saying Georgia comes out of bracket one. And I got Mississippi State coming out of bracket two. It's going to be an all-dog final. And that's right. The dogs, the Mississippi State Bulldogs will be dogpiling in Omaha. Clear your June. We sleep in July. Mississippi State Bulldogs will be your College World Series champion. Take it to the books. I promise you I'm going to be perfect on this. Take all my picks. Go to a bookie. Go find a betting website. Go to a casino. Take all my picks right now. If you want to make a bang for your buck, I got you here. And I'm hey, And I appreciate y'all listening. We're having a bigger show next week. And thanks for listening to Son of a Pitch. I'm the host you all love the most. I'll see you next week, fools. Clear your June, baby.